0: Hello, I'm Patrick Chavez, and I'm here with Michael Leone. He's the writer and the director of Famous. It's uh, it's a new play. Uh, What's well, It's it's newer. It's because uh, it's been it had a first run, and now it's, this is like its second run.
1: Yeah, uh, the first a, run was like a workshop run, and now we put it. Uh, we kind of made some changes, and now this is our official run. Yeah.
0: Okay, this is this is the okay, the, the previous one wasn't official. This is an official run. All right. So I mean, ran, I
1: mean it ran for 7 months, so I guess people can call that an official. It was a workshop meant to be for a few weeks, but it ran 7 months. So.
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay, um what's the story behind that? Why was why did the pre uh the pre-launch that last so long? What what was uh, what was so exciting about keeping it that long?
1: I just think that audience just resonated with it. You know, when we were first creating it, I didn't know what worked if the story would, you know, I knew the story needed to be told, but I just wasn't sure if it would, you know, uh, if it was executed properly and audience just kept coming and seats just kept filling. So we were like, all right, let's just keep running. We didn't, we weren't prepared for it. And then um, once we had some insight on the show and kind of looked at it, okay, what do we need to fix? So I took a few months off and looked at it and rewrote a couple of things and then put it back up.
0: Did you um, expect that your, your pre-launch would last so long? Or was that just an organic feeling? You are like, this is, we're good, we, we got to keep going with this.
1: Well, we were hope. I mean, we were hoping, you know, Elevator ran 10 months. Um, it ran 10 months one year and seven months in that, the year, like two years after that. So it was like, you know, but Elevator is like a little more commercial and more, you know, family oriented in that way. We were hoping, we didn't know how the audience would respond to this. And we were kind of shocked at how many people, we thought it was really just like the younger crowd, but we found that like. People in their 50s and 60s and 70s were keep coming back more than once and kept bringing people. So it was exciting for us and unexpected for sure.
0: So anyone that uh, doesn't know about this show, can you tell? Can you give us a little breakdown of what Famous actually is?
1: It's a story about um, an actor in, in the 90s that is throwing an Oscar. He's just been nominated for an Oscar and he's throwing a party. And um, there's some secrets that are revealed. He's trying to um, get back at something that has happened to him in the industry. And the kind of night unfolds in this roller coaster ride of emotions and events that happen, and to finish, to tell the story.
0: What what uh, inspired you to write a story about uh, about the '90s and uh, yeah and this kind of culture?
1: Um, after kind of being in the industry myself and hearing these stories, you know, before social media, before the cell phones and all that stuff, and hearing their stories of what happened, like listening to Corey Feldman and knowing stuff about people in the industry, I felt like enough's enough with this. And I felt like this was the best way to tell the story. It was a, it was a film script um, uh, years ago that i had written. It got greenlit. And um, I, was, I had a lawyer who was helping with, with the show, and they got me to a big producer. And um, they stole the script. And the lawyer was doing some illegal stuff. And I was like, well, wow, I got my script stolen for years. I had known all these stories and what has happened before, like the Too movement broke. And um, it was something I really wanted to tell, and I knew that I would be very controversial at the time because no one really knew this was going on. And then uh, realized later my lawyer was disbarred at the time, so uh, we got my script back, and I said, "How can I make this quickly?" So we quickly, I quickly adapted into a play.
0: As far as uh, your direction goes, what were you, what did you, what were you trying to convey in this, uh, with what was going on in that, in that, um, I guess it was like a hotel room. Um, Or his his house, his house room? Yeah, his
1: house, Hollywood Hills house, yeah.
0: His house room, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Well, I always like, even as a kid, when I was directing as a kid, I always want to mix mediums. I'm also a filmmaker, so I liked, you know, my documentary that I have out right now is very much like a feature film, and the film I just shot is kind of almost theatrical, and I'm like, how can I, like, I like to mix the mediums, and especially with theater, I like to reach audiences that maybe don't like theater, that more of a film crowd and younger crowd that can kind of see theater as a different you know way of storytelling and i'm like how can i mix these mediums so i kind of found a way to create these cinematic techniques on stage
0: what was when, when did you get the idea to use the uh the, the the security screens and stuff like that
1: um i got that that was early on in the film script actually um oh, okay so a lot of the film would have been shot through security cameras
0: yeah, that was one of the interesting things about that of the show i it was it was like you there's so much going on with each part of the set it's section but then yeah but then there's moments you're watching one thing and then you can also see it on the screen and you can kind of see it from uh jason's perspective as yeah. well so,
1: yeah
0: it's so much going on but it's uh but i don't know you like you told the story in such in such a, a consistent way like you very specific moments look like this at, at certain times where yeah. it was like even though there's a lot of things going on it wasn't confusing you could understand everyone's storyline and what they were doing at the time. And that was great. And it really meshes well with the idea when you, um, you make, you make those characters just stand perfectly still where they last. Yeah. And you're like, wow, not not only did they do a good job, they they got the, they got the timing right, but it's, uh, it's it's amazing how still they stand you're just like oh yeah they're they really they're really they're really stuck and then it's yeah like, it's, it's a very they're,
1: they're drained at the end of this show for sure
0: oh i bet oh yeah, yeah. especially, yeah. especially with some of those characters yeah but yeah no uh I, I, a lot of the characters i really really like this one i uh the characters were all very engaging and they they, they felt like someone you had met before or yeah. at yeah. least seen on television before yeah, and you're like course. oh yeah this is like i kind of recognize some of these people like I, in a way in a yeah, way it's totally. uh, they're not real people or anything yeah. like that but, yeah but uh yeah no it it, uh, it really uh the story kind of rings true and it it's uh it rings true and what's really powerful about it is this this character who's it's his night right yeah. and he's got yeah. yeah. and this should be the happiest night of his life but it, it's uh and he has all these people around him but no one really notices him and he, he, he's, he seems so lonely, I and mean, when he's surrounded by all these people the entire time, it's a it's a, it's a, a interest. It was a it was a good metaphor. It's very clear, and you really put it you put it really put it on there. So, uh,
1: yeah, I just want to say know, I really like that. Really my my next film is uh, my film I'm uh, just finished right now is about teen suicide, and we deal with that and that as well. That people are lonely, and you're around them, and you don't notice it, and you just assume mm-hmm. that everything's great from the outside. And yeah. that's something that's kind of a running theme with a lot of projects.
0: What was a challenge for you in uh, uh, as far as this production specifically? Maybe uh, a, a challenge was was this a what do you say this was a harder play to put on than Elevator, or or was this uh, what what are you, what are your feeling on that?
1: Well, um, the difference is with Elevator, you know, my challenge was is like I have a box and I have to keep people engaged for ninety minutes in a box where they can't move. There's I mean, there's a little bit you know there's blocking but it's limited so that was challenging but um but then when you do famous you have this whole stage and you're going okay so basically for both shows it's always the tech i mean i love my lighting and sound designers we're a team and we create this vision from the beginning of what we want specifically for lights and i sat her down i want to feel like a rock show i want to feel like all these kind of elements and we just really collaborate really well so tech is insane it's fun but it's a roller coaster ride and as you leave the show, you're going, how do they do this? You know, because it's it's, it's a yeah. it's challenging. That was probably my the difficult, but also, you know, getting the truth out of the actors. I have a great group of actors I'm working with right now. And I always say to them, you know, if we're wearing a mask, then how are we expecting our audiences to open up their hearts and minds and souls to us? So it's a choir of a lot of breaking down of them and what they're hiding and what they're facing and, and to dive into this role. I always tell them that, they, you know, the role chooses you. So if the, if the role is choosing you, then you have to work out something in your life to portray this character, you know, accurately. You, uh,
0: you seem to, yeah, uh, often write stuff, like at least the things I've seen, um, they're very, very based on certain eras and stuff like that. Yeah. So is that, is that, is that on purpose? You, what is your next one? Set in the two thousands? What, what, <laughs> what's what your plans? Uh, what, what's, what's um, this plan?
1: The, the one I'm, um, have right now called Wednesday, hashtag Wednesday. And it's, um, it's about social media now and about uh, people blogging. Um, so the whole movie is done is that the actors are actually blogging on the Internet. So I kind of like to mix the mediums again. And, and um, I don't know. Yeah, my, actually, the, the series I'm working on right now is actually in the 70s um, during the Rick, yeah. uh, Nixon era.
0: What's uh, as far as uh, mixed, you, like you said, you very much like using mixed media and, and stuff like that. Um, do you, uh, what, what, why, do you think you gravitate towards that kind of theater and stuff like that? Why does that appeal to you um, as opposed to any other types of theater, like immersive theater or, Yeah.
1: Or, you know, um, new. I think um, <laughs> well, my attention span is very short. So um, I want to yeah. keep audiences engaged and I like people having an experience. That's why we're not really, people keep saying it's not really a play. It's not a movie. That's how we build it as a live experience because it is an experience. My company is 1111 experience. And I want people to go on a ride of emotion, um, of vision. It's a 3D experience versus sound. We have subwoofers of the seats. So you feel like, you know, in, in the back two rows, you are like in his mind with him. And I want people to experience that, you know that live experience because theater, you know, when you think of theater, you think of, you know, just one set and, you know, people talking, which is amazing. I think there's amazing theater like that, but I like to kind of change things up.
0: What do you think this this uh, this play will contribute to the Me Too movement?
1: Well, what's interesting is, is basically why we do it is um, the last run, the guy who plays Young Jason and I were walking down the street and this guy stopped him and said, wow, during the show I loved it and you know, like this is the writer director he introduced me to an audience member and he said look I've been thinking about your show for the last month and I'm in therapy talking about the show working through it and we have audiences coming to me every night and the actors bawling in the actors arms bawling with each other connecting to each other because it's a healing thing it's not just about wow maybe something has happened to you in your childhood whether it be rape or abuse or molestation but it's also a healing of your inner child and healing of our past and I think people on a on a, just on a level of really connecting to this healing message. And we've had people that have been to these parties that said, I was at these parties. This happened to me. And um, I think that's why we do art is to create a conversation and to keep people inspired. Um, yeah, I think I, and I, you know, we've had a lot of victims or sorry, I don't like to call them victims. They said once we call them survivors and had a lot of our survivors come to the show and we're planning a media night where a lot of Harvey Weinstein's women will be there and, yeah. talking about what this is what's really happening and what they're dealing with now they're still dealing with things now that you would believe even though he's been accused what they're dealing with now is pretty heartbreaking and scary
0: and do you think that when people see see a show like this and they really and they actually really see it um this is just going to is going to let, let people really um, feel it on a personal level yeah. A, a little bit deeper than just hearing it on, just hearing it on the news and being like, yeah, because oh, kind of bad when you actually see it.
1: Yeah, you're putting a face to it. You're seeing how it came to this point and how, uh, why they're stuck and why it's hard to deal with it. You know, my my mother came and saw the show and she said, you know, the way men, women are treated in the '70s and '80s. Um, she was working in a hospital and it's it's crazy to think about. I, that's why I'm I'm so inspired by the women that came out for this. There really is a change and it makes men and all of us really take a step back and see the behavior and what they had to go through
0: yeah that's great Inspiring. yeah and yeah you and I, and, and I guess um i well i i can i can say from my experience i have I haven't seen a lot of plays or anything like that uh, to, uh, too much talking about uh, that kind of sexual abuse, and, yeah. uh, at least in film or anything like that. So it's it's definitely a topic that's current and should be and definitely should be covered. It's it's it, yeah. maybe maybe it's not covered enough. Maybe it's I it's agree. weird. There's just one, or, uh, one, one play that I can think of that's covering this kind of thing. Maybe there yeah. are more. Maybe I've ever heard of them.
1: You know, I haven't. Yeah, I've heard of you know maybe things with abuse, but not this.
0: Not this topic. Not this yeah. specific topic, which is yeah. such a big topic. Yeah, yeah it's a huge uh, topic. Definitely well, um, I really I really appreciate you coming on and and talking about this and i I really appreciate you making this play it was uh, I really enjoyed it. like you said, if you were going for a play that's uh, constantly engaging and entertaining and you can and you and, you know you're never bored because it's rapid fire like I mean if if someone's not moving around and talking to something there's flashing and, and lights on something very stylistic. so yeah and I think it, I think it, I think there is a, a heart in your story uh and and the characters were all interesting it's it's, it's a fun time of theater and i think there's a good message there i, I mean it's that's a, that's about as good as you can do so i i i really really like this one I, I thought i thought elevator was good but i thought when i watched this one i was like this is this is a really good story and very well. Um, especially the actor you picked for the kid the the, guy, the uh well, the actor that was playing the kid version uh he was probably one of my favorite parts he just did such a he did such you a good job was... especially
1: this was yeah. his first audition ever. What? And he's so good and he's so natural. He's never auditioned for anything in his life except this. And then he auditioned and nailed it. And then I cast him as the lead in my movie. He's incredible. So pretty good year for him. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was huh? a pretty good year for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, thank you very much. All right. Appreciate well, that. Yeah. The, it's a, at the 1111, which is our venue in West Hollywood... 1107 Kings Road, you can get tickets at famoustheplay.com. Um, we closing date is supposed to be May 19th, but as you know, like we'll probably be extended again. So tickets have been doing audiences event here, so we'll wait for that extension. But come check it out now. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And we have some great $11 seats. I always want, um, you know, people and artists that can't afford, um, you know, tickets. We have $11 seats special. So to go into the website and find those, and they're available every night, so you can everyone can see mm-hmm. theater.